And I'm Nick. And you're listening to The Archive. Our ever-growing library of everything. One hour... All right. I'm the steward. Yeah, we're in the uh, preparatorium. So I still run the preparatorium if I'm the steward. Since when? This is this is this is 2020. This is yeah. Well, I'm the preparatorium. I'm the uh, preparatorium steward tonight. What if uh, deal with it? What if you actually just became the the preparatorium like uh, Yeah, Pumba is that the right word? I think that's a great idea. And so you (laughs) Pumba. I like. I mean, you you. You did all the architecture and construction well, work to give us access to the preparatorium. I just knocked, I stuck down this wall again. over here, and made it kind of an open uh, yeah. thing, and then Nick rebuilt is, the wall. Nick is seething. I can, he looks so angry that we're in the preparatorium. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it off, offline. Uh, I will acquiesce <laughs> my control of the. No, no, uh, you're the poobah. No, no, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Hey, is this a show matter? Yes. Yeah, but the, it's here's the new show matter. It's an organic. No, you can't. We have to vote on this. All in favor that Adam is for this year at least, and perhaps going forward, the prefatorium poobah, and will be managing all matters and comments within the prefatorium. Say aye, 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 aye. and those against. Aye. <laughs> the motion carries. All right, aye. so here. <laughs> Get that man out of here. Here. The... <laughs> Uh yeah, so we are we have decided <laughs> to to uh Let's relitigate to rejoin the uh prefatorium to the archive proper yeah. where it really should be. Yeah. It's clean, Never should have left. It's a cleaner show. It feels good this way. Nick is giving me the Nick is just like he's grinding his teeth. Oh, on top of that. Is <laughs> <laughs> it soft? <laughs> Soft, fluffy teeth. <laughs> I ask, how is it a clear show? I had all show? my teeth taken out. <laughs> you think you're so cool with your molars? <laughs> what? I get my molars taken out. I got my wisdom teeth taken out. You said you think you're so cool with your molars. You got to speak uh, no, mumble. I, d- I actually did understand what he said. That's why I was also like, molars. <laughs> yes, so here in the... Uh, welcome. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy yes. New Decade. Happy New Decade. Happy New Chance on Life. Um, sure. We, <laughs> uh, t- TBD. Um, here in the Prefatorium, we talk about show matters and we read comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show matter, as we kind of already muddled through, is I may or may not be taking over this thing as the Grand High Poobah, which is what the actual full title is. Thank you. Well, hold on. All respects and propers to myself. It's just Poobah. We did not not vote on that. Yeah. We voted on Uh, Poobah. All all respects (laughs) and propers to the (laughs) Poobah. Already he's trying to promote himself. As he should. Yeah, right. A a typical dictator here. Once he's given some power, he just... It's a typical Poobah. Those are the actions of a Poobah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um... (laughs) Viceroy, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, we do those two things, and we have some comments, I think. No. I was incorrect. <laughs> this is, I, I'm excited for this, uh, this exchange to continue to happen. This will be a good bit. That will always be a good bit. Yeah. And uh, we have some comments, I think. 
No. <laughs> Still good. A little taste. We can just replay that clip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll just drop that in right. each episode. Uh, okay, I guess if there are no comments and we have finished our show matters, uh, we can head on into the archive proper for our best of 2020, no, best of 2019 episode. <laughs> yes. In Vietnam, he was 19. In Vietnam, he was 19. John's crying. Hey, slow your roll. You're not in charge here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this isn't the prefatorium. I will, uh, Viceroy, as, as as you were. Thank you. I'm the steward and Viceroy of this episode. I'm the steward. <laughs> um, this is our best episode. We do it every year, uh, just about. And um, we've done it different ways. Uh, is this, how many is this? How many best is this now? I think we may have started this is like five or six. Yeah, I think we started maybe a year or two before you guys joined as full time hosts. And I have to jump in real quick. We totally goofed this up. What we're about to do? As I'm walking out the door, uh, Adam Junior, uh, long lost, not off mentioned child, said, "Oh, what's the what's the topic?" And I said, "Oh, best of 2019." He goes, "Don't you mean best of the decade?" I'm like, shoot. Well, I, I feel like someone did throw that out. Yeah, well, we maybe thought I about it. thought about it in my own head and was like, that's undoable. Because we're only going to do one thing and a runner-up and yeah. picking something from the decade. Um, I think maybe if we had done this every year, yeah, then we could We could have picked our best over. best. Yeah. 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 I so did, we'll do yeah, that in I 2030. Had, I had a, a similar thought, Adam. Um Oh, you know what? Uh, I think we discussed it. Someone threw it out there as part of what an upcoming episode, best of mixtape. Mm-hmm. Are we? I think Adam, you actually said, are we doing best of the decade? I might have said that. Um, talking to the microphone, if you will. I might have said that. Uh, and then everyone was like, "Ah, no." <laughs> you guys. <laughs> anyway, um, so in the past, when we first started doing the best episode we would just kind of haphazardly list a bunch of things that we thought were the best of that year and then last year it turns out that was not the best way to do it yeah we found a new best way to do it last year i think was the first time we did it it is way. and man i'm on top of it this year i got it <laughs> and and so now we choose uh our second best and our best of the year um and it's just one thing for each of those and it can be uh anything that happened uh, in 2019 that you experienced, that you saw, read, uh, listened to, wrote, talked to, met, held, ate, anything. Um, and it doesn't. Ha- <laughs> and it doesn't have expunged, <laughs> removed, and it doesn't have to be something that um, came to be in 2019. It can be from any time. 
from yesteryear. Yes. So that being said, could even be from the future. I have, without del- deliberating with the three of you, decided to randomly assign the order that we're going to go in. Now, last year we sang all all Lang Syne before we started. Do you want to? Do yeah, that we'll again? do that again. Okay. But um, would you like to know the order ahead of time? Sure. All right, and then I used I used a list randomizer to do this. And I put our four names in the list randomizer. <laughs> in case you uh, want to repeat software. this process at home. All right. The person going first is Adam. Then Nick. Then myself. And then I think quite appropriately, John will go <laughs> finally. And I would like us to just do, do your second best and then your best. Wait. Are we all doing our seconds? And then no, no, you you, you go, you do then, both of yours, yeah, okay, all at once, but not before. Get Adam me out of the way his. early. That's a that's a smart move. I didn't. There was no. This was no. A, I'm t- I'm agreeing with website. this. This is a smart move. Smart website. Made all <laughs> acquaintance be forgot and words that I don't know. Pick this key. More words that I don't actually know. Why isn't Adam singing? Sounds my teeth out of hurting. Oh yeah. Sign, my dear, for and many more. <laughs> it's, that was beautiful, Dad. Did we do that last year? We did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> last year was a simpler time. We were all. Excited about uh, Trump leaving office because uh, of the Mueller report. We were excited about. <laughs> that was your best. <laughs> it was. We were. I just. I listened to the best 2018 uh, just an hour ago. We were excited about our um, uh, 2019 archive Disney trip, and we yeah. were ta- we were excited about um, stopping the archive to do season two of the deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> Everything happened. <laughs> it all happened. Yes. All right, my second best of 2019. Uh, I guess what happens, and this didn't happen last year. Oh, another thing that Nick had, uh, maybe it was uh, your lovely wife suggested, that we were supposed to, and we even said this, oh, we'll do that next year, which obviously we didn't. Uh-oh. Tell a neutral third party our topics oh. so that we wouldn't, in theory, double up. Yes. Which we did not do. So next year, we, we got to make that. sure we do that. Yeah, We'll do it next year for sure. Yes. That being said, my second best of 2019 is St. Louis. Whoa. The city? The city. All right. A um, lot happened, man. We got that Ferris wheel. The the What do they call it? The wheel, right? That, I don't know. Do they call it? It's the St. second Louis tallest Ferris wheel in St. Louis, I what? think. No, it is. That's, Louis. Louis. that's what oh, they call it. Oh, yeah. Colossus, I guess. <laughs> Well, no, actually, I guess it's that's the third tallest. Well, no, I think it's taller than Colossus. Well, Colossus isn't in St. Louis. That's good point. Good point. Good point. However, the Ferris wheel that's on the roof of the city museum is actually taller no. oh, than... Taller. Is it actually <laughs> it's taller? Not, it's not it's bigger. It's higher. It's, it's, it's higher. higher. Okay, that doesn't it is, count. It is higher. It yeah. doesn't count. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we get that equipped. Is it... Have you been on the... I have not. Has anybody else? No. Is it... On the roof of the city museum? <laughs> no, the other one. Yes. Uh, no, I walked under it, though. 
Wait, wait, wait. Is it actually the second tallest? No, it's a no. It's the tallest. Okay. Just it's not the highest. Okay. Correct. Apparently, it is taller than the Statue of Liberty. I found out today. Seriously? Okay. Yeah. It. I don't. All right, you're on it. I got. I. I got to talk. John's on it. Uh, so no one here has actually been on it yet, which is funny. Uh, Aiden went last night on it, and he said it was awesome. Everyone I've, I've known who's been on it said it's actually really, really cool. Um, we got this new aquarium. Yeah, that opened this past week. Uh, yeah, uh, Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. On Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. I got us uh, <laughs> I got uh, us uh, annual passes, but we haven't been yet. Cool. I try. <laughs> All right, so... If you're just counting the statue itself, the copper, what else would you count? The well, copper it's lady. It's on a pedestal. Yeah. Meh. If you're talking about the monument, the Statue of Liberty is about a hundred feet taller than the St. Louis wheel. Right, but uh, so again, it's, uh, so it's taller, taller, but okay. it's not higher. Perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, again, if you're if you're talking about the the figure of the lady. Then yes, the wheel is tall. I need to know. You are talking about the Statue of Liberty, which comprises the figure and the pedestal on which it is placed. Then how high was sea level is St. Louis versus New York? That's what you need to figure out Mm. as far as height goes. Yeah, St. Louis is about three hundred feet above sea level. What about New York? I guess I should say uh, uh, that island of Ellis. Manhattan. I mean, it's like. (laughs) 30 feet or something it's an island it's just a yeah, little bit not high. much if you bought not much <laughs> not too much if you bought not much taller a keychain of the statue of liberty would you it's want actually it? eight to ten feet below sea level oh ho, ho, look who's taller <laughs> sorry higher 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 <laughs> keychain go on yeah well, uh, would, would you want the guy? base of it to be on it yes or yeah, no, I just want the lady. No, no I, I want, want the base. base. I want the base on yeah. the keychain. Are you all about that base? When, with regards to the Statue of Liberty, absolutely. And keychains. Okay. And keychains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got this awesome new aquarium. Have you been, Drew? No, no. I, we almost went, uh, but the timing didn't really work out. I went to the gift shop. I saw the gift shop. Yeah. I tried to go too, but it was uh, sold out. The gift shop was <laughs> sold out. <laughs> the aquarium itself was sold out. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, you been? I thought you might have having where, where you work. It's a kindred spirit. Well, but it's uh, not kindred spirit. It's all yeah, about they don't have plants in life. Uh, sure. Yeah, no, I know someone, one of my colleagues, her husband works for the company that designed the exhibits. All the tanks. Stuff. Yeah, all the tanks. Hashtag all the tanks. Hashtag. So uh, I've tanks. seen stuff from it, but I have not visited I hear the otters are the big uh, showstopper. I've heard yeah. also. Yeah. Um, St. Louis Zoo was named the best zoo on the planet. Nice. 2019. That doesn't surprise me at that's all. That's actually happened a couple of times. I think that's like the second or third Hell year. yes. It most definitely is. We have a killer zoo. And don't I don't mean it. that they kill I think kill I've only animals. been to this zoo. I don't think I've ever been to a different zoo. I've but that they to... have killers in the zoo. <laughs> yes. Birds I, of prey. I, do. <laughs> I have been to a, a different zoo um, in, I don't, I don't know if it's in D.C. proper, but I've been to a zoo Brag. in that area. <laughs> <laughs> it and, was in the D.C. percolator. And it's, um, our zoo is really good. Yeah. Like, it's... when you go to another zoo, 
it's jarring. At least it was for me. It I've been to me two too. or three other zoos, yeah. and the size yeah. or lack thereof of other zoos, and no surprise, but the cost for yeah. those who don't live in St. Louis, our stuff is free here. Yeah, you and guys haven't been to the San Diego Zoo, have you? That that was one I always heard about as a kid. That's a I've great never one. Been there. Yeah, yeah, the, but. It's I've been to Cheyenne Mountain, and I've been to the DC one too, and that a couple one, other ones. What I found so uh, the the biggest contrast that I felt was our zoo feels very organic, both in the enclosures themselves, made to feel um, like the natural habitat of the animal that's in it, but also just the way that it's designed and the way that you kind of navigate through it feels very organic whereas mm-hmm. the one in dc felt felt very much like exhibit pathway exhibit pathway it's if i can and this will be the first and not the last time i'll mention the disney theme parks in this decade but <laughs> it it reminds me of that kind of like attention to detail um and attention to experience that um, you find at those theme parks. My grandpa worked at the zoo, so I feel somewhat responsible. Ashley worked at the zoo. That's right, she did. Yeah, Where's she right now? Uh, well, she's home. Okay. But she's uh, probably pretending to be on a zoo train telling kids to keep their hands in the cars. I know a guy that worked at the zoo, and he... Uh, His name's Nick Maine. No. What's, what's about nickname? <laughs> uh he told me that he would go into work and put on his zoo outfit and then he'd like go behind this one spot and he'd take that off and just wear his actual clothes and get high and then just walk around the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he would get to the zoo for, I would say for free, but it's free for everybody. Yeah, why so wait, why that? was, yeah, it's like an extra step. Why can't you just get high and go to the zoo? Not a very, well, no, because you don't get paid for He did it on it. the clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. He doesn't work there anymore. Good. <laughs> Smart guy. No offense to your friend. N- no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. um, huge tech boost in St. Louis. Um, a lot of big, uh, and this is, I'm not just uh, being uh, silly here, but St. Louis is starting to be called the second Silicon Valley. There are so many huge tech companies that are building their secondary and tertiary headquarters here. Just to clarify, is anyone other Outside than people St. in St. Louis <laughs> calling St. Louis the second? Yes, yes, very much so. Um, because I, I'm, I'm in the tech field, and I are they are they people who don't work for companies that have offices in St. Louis? Yes, uh, and media. Are they Steve websites that make listicles that? Like every month, they come up with a a new list of the top ten. It was an elucidation. That's what it was, right? Sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Uh, yeah. So, and we had this trolley, right? <laughs> yes, that is the best story of the year. <laughs> the year of the trolley, 2019. It died as it lived. It's blocking traffic. It's really sad to me that they, you know, if they're going to launch this thing that costs billions of dollars, yeah. that billions, it, <laughs> that it wasn't trillions of dollars baked in that they could work at a loss for at least a year or two. It's just the, it, it just the dumbest thing. Did like anyone the ride whole this thing? Approach? Did you, Nick? No. Did you, John? No, nope. did not. No Drew? reason. 
No reason to. I wanted to so badly, and this is gospel truth. I thought, okay, I'll go, I'll go down and ride the last ride of the truck. Oh, what did man. you hear about the last ride? <laughs> yeah. it, it broke down. He could it, even if even if it had worked out, it wouldn't have happened. I mean, that would have been beautiful. Yeah, though. it would have been great. I've been there waiting with my ticket in hand, yeah. ready to go, and no, it broke down <laughs> for forty-five minutes. It was stuck. Yeah, which is kind of mind-boggling. Considering the history of St. Louis and trolleys, mm. how this got so goofed up. I mean, we were one of the main trolley cities. Like, it, St. Louis was known for its trolley system, and you couldn't make a damn street work. Yeah, St. Louis is also exemplary in terms of like civic dysfunction, and so I, I think it makes absolutely perfect like sense attacked. that this whole thing happened the way that it did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> also, so, don't do that. <laughs> Drop the phrasing thing and drop, don't replace you right, it with you, you right, right. <laughs> um, have we all given up our hating on somebody's best on Adam's here <laughs> I'm one of my second best Wait, got the new one yet. Lo- oh. I thought we're all loving his best oh okay right now I'm, I think it's a great well okay well that best. means Nick gave his up because he kind of the showed his cards there sorry did Nick did you hate his second best I asked a question right? <laughs> right. no I'm backpedaling now huh all right, yeah. So that I, that was my second best. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And the number best. one best thing. Number one best thing in twenty nineteen. Adam Juratich, senior. What is it? Star Wars. <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. No, Go ahead. No, no. Could you elaborate? I'd love to. <laughs> um, Could you elaborate? <laughs> I man, I got some notes. I gotta. I don't want to goof this up. So 2019 was kind of an insane year for Star Wars. Um, good, bad, otherwise. Um, I will start off with uh, I'll start with bad and work my way towards good. All right. You have something bad in your best 2019. I do. All right, you're yeah rebel. because it's over encompassing this entire thing. You're saying that part of the reason why Star Wars ranks as your best for this year is because it's such a, a cumulative, uh, all-encompassing. Yeah, it is. It is the best of times, the worst of times. Exactly. Middle right. of times. Cool. All right. Yes. 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 Thanks, Adam. Um, all right. Um, I'm up. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Um, episode nine was insane. Like that thing was just. I don't even know. Like what that was. Um, obviously, where I talked about this annoyingly a lot in the in the percolator. A lot of things I was going to bring up and talk about were kind of already. Oh no! Please do bring them up again. We didn't get to hear your vo- your take on it, so that is true. I suppose. I think we can um, just refrain. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Uh, many of the things that you guys already uh, talked about. So again, specify in case you didn't hear it. John and uh, sorry, John. Oh yeah, John and Drew have not seen it, mm-hmm. so they're talking out their ass. Uh, John, not so much. That's what he does. So he's he's cool. But Drew, I expect more out of you. I don't have an ass. <laughs> I don't have an ass through which to turn. Um, Nick, you can give me like a, a five second summary of what you had said. Um, what I said or what I thought of the movie? Yes, what you, what you thought of the movie. Um, it has the most Star Wars in it of any Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what a yes. great way to describe it. So in you know in in your feeling that. This is the year of the Star Wars. Uh, yeah, it's jam-packed. They never let you forget 
that it's a Star War, and uh, it it's just not very satisfying. I yeah, it's like walking out. I remember walking out of episode one and being like, "Ah, oh, that was awesome!" And like, and then I said before about two hours later, I was like, "Was that awesome?" Yeah. Walking out of this, I was like, "Okay, like there are cool parts in that, but yeah, there were some cool parts." But you know, it's it's that I think they were ever going to stick the landing. Not a trillion years. There's just there's the just Lando. no way. Um, nice stick oh. the, stick the Lando. He um, did get stuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What? Um, I have a special. I, I know something secret about Lando. Give it up, Jay. Do you want to know? It's a spoiler. I've already seen the movie. Yeah, it's but... not in the movie. Oh well, I guess let's pause the spoiler this alert real quick. Hold on, this, this, this the first spoiler twenty twenty right here. This tidbit. Wait for it. Go ahead. This tidbit was revealed in a visual companion guide. Ooh. That girl that. Uh, is the female Finn? Yeah. Oh man, that's his daughter. It's his daughter. Okay. No, no, no. That that is in the movie. That's implied heavily. And it is pro- <laughs> at least the ninth time that I rolled my eyes. Might have been the final one. It's incredible. Like first, what of all, was the chewy metal before or after that moment? Uh, you know what? I was fine with that. Although it was, yeah, they give Chewie a medal, but it's Dead Leia's <laughs> medal. Really? They give him a New Hope medal. They give him Dead Leia's medal. They give him Dead Leia's, John. John, they give him Dead Leia's medal. And it's the most heavy-handed, out of the blue, yeah. coming out of nowhere. You're like, it's like everything else is happening, and then they, like, stop the movie. And then, was there any Maz, the little orange, oh, yeah, uh, walks up to him, and I don't think there's even any dialogue. She's yeah, kinda, she's, she hands go. him, like, a covered thing, he opens it up. And he's like, like he's like, oh, cool. He, and I'm like, what the, what is happening right now? It's so weird. You, you just reminded me. He does make a noise in it that I don't remember him ever making. That I would say is my favorite <laughs> thing. Pikachu, <laughs> McClunky, <laughs> McClunky. God, I wish. Um, <laughs> McClunky. <laughs> but. It is not the most out of the blue thing in that movie because... No, not the most, just the, that moment was. What Drew is saying was, because they introduce, they're like, everybody hated Rose, so we're going to give her like three lines. Oh my God, Rose to, is not in yeah. this movie. It's she, insane. She's in it, but it's just the most boring part. Like and less... in sense that she is literally in this movie, yes, but she has less than a minute and a half of screen time. Right. Yeah. And it's just her just saying a couple like, things. She's basically saying like, I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's wow. her, that's her like yeah. line in the movie. And then they introduce this new girl who's yeah. the fifth black character in the Star Wars universe for very exciting Finn to fall in love with in thirty minutes. And does he though? I just kind of thought he would be besties. I I guess I did not get any romantic anything there. I don't know, but they're they're they go riding horses on a star destroyer or something. Space horses, but go on. And but it's not the space horses from the last. Jedi. No. No one liked those. And they give you like five seconds of backstory to her that she is an orphan like him. And an yeah. ex-stormtrooper like him. Right. And then... Well, all kinds of spoilers right now. She's just bit. randomly sitting next to Lando at the end. They had... Did they have any contact no, whatsoever? They had, they had never spoken before. And then he turns to her and he's like, where are you from? She's like, I'm an orphan. And he's like... She's like, I don't know. Like, I, I've always wanted to know. And he's like, let's find out. And I was like, for, my first thought was, is he hitting on her? And then I was like, oh, no, they're going to make another a couple of movie. characters 
related to each other because they haven't done that enough in this trilogy. That's pretty much Lando's like send off of the Star Wars universe. That's the end. Like, oh, let's find out. Bye, Lando. Yeah. Mm, Not so much. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. Yes. Let me uh, let me (laughs) let me start going uh, back in the more positive direction here. Oh, awesome. Sorry. My twenty three and me, uh, I got one for Christmas. Just it literally, just I got a thing that said it's done. You're so. related to Lando. <laughs> yes, oh my yes. Related to Lando and the Emperor. Who knew? <laughs> Crazy. And Ben Solo. What's happening? Um, um. Uh, so this is kind of a, a offshoot of that. The uh, John Williams again, just phenomenal. Like the actual music in this thing. John the John Williams is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the music he did for this movie is just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The way he interweaves his old <laughs> themes with some of the new themes that they created is just masterful. Um, so that was probably one of the best. I don't know if you feel that way too. Or yeah, it was good. Did he score The Last Jedi? He did, I believe. Okay. I believe. Yes, I think he did all the main movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just that was just great. Um, that really brought you in to yeah. what was going on. Um. So, uh, John's. I can't tell if he's upset or just uh, antsy. No, he's. Um. So, um, <laughs> video games. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, one of the highest rated video games of the year came out in November. Um, just again, you know, Star Wars video games have been very hit or miss throughout the years. But they just kind of knocked it out of the park with this one. I haven't played it personally. Have you? Mm-mm. Have you? No. John? No. <laughs> God, John. I don't... John um, looks dead. But, but um, yeah, it was really, really well done. No, hang on, hang on. Hang, hang, on, on, hang, hang on, on, hang on, hang on. Not to poo-poo your best, but you haven't... You just, like, yelled at me about having any kind of opinion on... Uh, Rise of Skywalker you did without it. having seen it. Right. But you're ready to loud this game that you've never played? Because it's in the general. I couldn't have possibly read every book and every comic well, and played every game. I can't possibly see every movie, but wanna, I'm not allowed. Do you want to open this, this little can of worms, buddy? I can't wait for your first, your best. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you hating on him? He makes a point. No, I'm not hating, and I, I'm perfectly happy. Well, I thought it was hitting on me. I'm perfectly happy for you to express an opinion on this game. He's not Lando. If I'm allowed to express an <laughs> opinion on a movie I've never seen. He did express that his pick was the whole spectrum of Star Wars, and that includes loving things, hating things, and not these are things, experiencing oh, things. Yes, these are things that you have to have experienced in 2019. I strike fallen order thank from my list much. thank you very much i will also strike my next entry from my list which was <laughs> vader immortal yes <laughs> which was a vr game where you played as darth vader's like point of view which apparently again now, if you want to christ what if you if you want to um be excited of having seen a trailer or something it's fine i didn't see the trailer for that one for vader immortal i did but for the first one i did not when you play this game as Vader, do you get to relive the riveting experience of having a helmet lowered down onto your scarred head? I hope so. You just have trouble breathing for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you guys this. I, I over the break, uh, got a PlayStation VR headset. Nice. And I played the Batman uh, VR game, and it's amazing. Like, 
and you do get to suit up and it's probably the best part of the whole experience is lowering into the bat cave and putting on your cape and cowl gloves and your cape is it like the tv series where you just go down a pole sadly it's not (laughs) sadly no but i could see as even though i you're maybe joking (laughs) i would i mean to sit there and let the vader mask drop onto your disfigured head would be fantastic yeah that'd be kind of cool you're halfway there whoa (laughs) are you hating on me just your Um, disfigured head so again, I, I guess I, I guess I'd strike this one from the list too. Though I do have sort of secondary um, experience with this. I feel uh, bad that I. <laughs> you're you. fine. Uh, Galaxy's seen. Edge opened up. Uh, oh yeah, and that's right. been you know okay yeah. good. Now I'm back in his good graces to talk about Disney stuff again. Well, well this as, is all Disney, as I suppose. Previously said, I'm happy to have opinions on things I have not experienced. Yeah. No one here has been to Galaxy's Edge yet, right? No, correct, correct. Or Black Spire. Uh, Outpost. Outpost, no? Yeah, no. On the planet Batu. Yeah. Thank you. On the Outer Rim. On the Outer Rim. No, I haven't been there yet either. But I have a lot of friends who have, and they say it's absolutely, like, breathtaking. Like, it's I just... I don't know. It's a big failure. Big old failure. Biggest flop. Disney wasted... You know, Disney's losing money. No one's going to the parks. This is the this is the internet discussion. Oh, because what are you talking about? Have you... Generally perceived as a failure. I'm not even wow. joking. By, Seriously? Yeah, by theme park people. I thought it was, like... <laughs> All sold out at first. It still is. Like it's still like, it's hopping. I mean, it can't sell out. It's it's just a part of the park you walk into. It has, that's a fire hazard. Since the <laughs> opening of the the new ride, rise rise of, of the, the resistance. resistance in Disney World. It's not open at Disneyland yet. But since that opening, I think they've had a jump in attendance. Well, not in attendance, but just the capacity in that yeah. space has been hit. But prior to that ride opening for the first five months that it was open at Disney World and pretty much consistently since it opened in May in Disneyland, yeah. they can't fill that space. And there's Get I, out! I've actually, the bar is popular. The bar hits capacity right. pretty quickly. But you but can't stay in the bar longer than 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. They, and they kick you out? Yeah. We don't allow your kind in here. Basically. Yeah. And your kind being someone who's been here for 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> Disneyland actually lost attendance. Actually, all of the parks lost attendance this year. And there are some theories of... Yeah, that to me isn't it. That's an economy thing more more than anything else. So they raised yeah. their price. We talked about that last they year. They the raised price. their prices. In so. Disneyland, they also blacked out uh, every um, pass holder tier but the highest. What does so, that mean? So if you were an annual pass holder for the first two or three months that rise <laughs> we don't have to do it we do <laughs> no rise of the resistance rise of the no uh for the first like three months that galaxy's edge was open if you were an annual pass holder you could not go oh wow uh, unless you bought a ticket no i follow you um so but they, you already have essentially a ticket yeah. and you buy and another that's one that's very that's especially harmful to Disneyland because that's Disneyland is more of a local park. You know, it's not a destination in the way that it's not a world. Disney it's a world land. is. Yeah. Anyway, we could have a whole, we'll do a whole episode. Yeah. On there's it. probably a, a lot, a, a wide spectrum of appreciation for galaxy's edge. And it's hard. To, I mean, I, I think we'll do an episode on galaxy's yeah. edge. Right on. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everyone I personally know who's gone there has had just an absolute magical experience. Yeah, I've only heard good things from people who have gone yeah. as well. Yes. So I, I I wonder if this might just be... <laughs> no, well, and... and 
and this is why I say there's a wide spectrum there. Like, I, I have heard. I would say it's probably split half and <laughs> half. But the people, the people who liked it thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gave them everything that they wanted. Yeah, they didn't rave about it. Mm-hmm. Right. The people who didn't like it hated it. Yeah, and mostly in terms of how it fits into the broader broader yeah yeah, like the context of the park specifically disneyland do you think those people were predisposed to have those feelings uh do you feel they were open to i think they could have i don't think they were ever going to love it yeah but i think they could have found it not as bad as they were thinking it would be but and so none of us are hating on your best yet but those people did yeah that's fine yeah uh uh the guy I know who went the most recent uh, was watching the parade. I guess there's uh, Disney's want to do parades. I suppose is that a thing? Sure we talked about. That. We he talked knows. about that. He's and, being as, as a joke. As a joke. Oh, I need to hold the mic for me real quick. And so he was standing there watching the parade, and uh, and Kylo Ren's walking by, and Kylo Ren goes, "I see you made your first lightsaber. Is that correct?" And he goes, "Yes." And Kylo Ren goes, "Good." <laughs> And walks off. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> that was great. I actually on uh, I posted a video in one of our Slack channels of, of a similar exchange between a cast member and, a, <laughs> and Emily. Yeah, and it's fantastic. <coughs> show notes. Show notes. First show notes show of the notes. year. Um, <clears throat> and that they kind of all uh, so. Before I say my my favorite part of the Star Wars for the for, for the year, which is probably pretty obvious, um, part of the reason why I picked this is because good, bad, or otherwise, this was the first year again, good, bad, or otherwise that there was just a constant excitement of me of like Star Wars, like oh my gosh, we're getting Episode Nine, like oh my gosh, like Star Wars Galaxy, that like all these games, and it's like it was just this constant throughout the entire year of actual excitement of Star Wars stuff, which hasn't happened in a really long time. It's been kind of a well, hopefully this is good, or you know, but it's mm-hmm. just all this sort of anticipation. Uh, throughout the year, so this this year had momentum. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. I refuse, refuse to call him that. Um, <laughs> the, the the child. I am. The I child. am in the vocal minority. I know. I know you said that phrase earlier, but like, <clears throat> God, I can't stand that people call him Baby Yoda. It drives me absolutely nuts. He's a baby Yoda. He's not. Yoda is a name, not a species. <laughs> No, they're the Yodans. <laughs> yeah, Yodans. Not so much. I was really happy uh, a couple weeks ago in, in class. Uh, some of my students were talking about, <clears throat> quote unquote, baby Yoda. And I said, it's you know, like one of my little rants, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, it's only the second one. I'm like, uh, Yaddle? And I blew their fucking minds. Yeah. They had no idea there was a third yeah. uh, of the species. And we would have, we have discussed, I think we did a whole episode on Yaddle in season two of the deep dive. <laughs> Yikes! It's tall order, tall order, first order, last order, the only order. Order sixty six. Um, I can, keep I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> order me a blue milk. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mandalorian is just. I almost picked that as like my my best was just like that show. It, it's it's just. But you decided to broaden it. To well, when I started a thinking about it, you haven't done right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. Oh, I guess. and the thing you did do but didn't really like that much. Right, so, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, that is that is true. Um, it's just, 
for everyone who I've heard who nine kind of felt like a punch to the gut, they're like, it's all right. For me, Star Wars is Mandalorian. And it's just, it's so good. It is no, and it's, and it's kind of a cliched thing, it is no reason to be this good. Like the acting, the writing, the humor, the drama, the action, it's just so damn good. What do you mean it, there's no reason for it to be that good? Um, as in when I first heard about they're making a, a Star Wars TV show, I was like, give me a break. As, just uh, in general. Just right? in general. Like, wow, okay, let's just oversaturate this more. Mm. And then it's like, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, so I know a lot of the lore. And like, oh, Mandalorians, great, that's going to be awesome. Like, it's a bunch of like Boba Fett BS. Like, what a what a, the worst possible topic to talk about yeah. in Star Wars? Like, the Mandalorians, like terrible, absolutely yeah. terrible. I was, I was out, hundred um, percent. And then I started hearing the. Well, obviously, you weren't out a hundred percent. I was until I started hearing people being like, "Strap like, me down and force me to watch this." <laughs> They're like, "Oh, episodes, first episode's really good." And I was like, "I mean, I already own Disney Plus." I was like, "All right, I guess I'll watch this thing." And I was like, "Holy crap! Like that was really good. Yeah. Like really, really good." Uh, and it just it, there wasn't an episode that went by that I wasn't like that was phenomenal. That was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, wh- one of the good things about it is that they. Um, they, you know, give it a Western theme. Um, it is kind of playing off uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, the Japanese comic about a badass warrior is taking care of a little baby at the beginning of it. Then it kind of goes into like episodic stories halfway through and they almost lost me a little bit. Um, but I did think they wrapped it up pretty well and yeah. I'm looking forward to the next season. Yeah. And so Drew, you said only three episodes in? That's right. What are you waiting on? Just, you know. I don't. That's why I asked. Time is limited. Free time is limited. So Mandalorian is not always at the top of the list to make sure that we watch it. Yeah. And assuming Johnny not seen any of this. Uh, free time is limited. <laughs> and Mandalorian is not always at the top of the list. I was talking to somebody about this. Um, I might have been uh, Jake, and I said, "I think John actually would like Mandalorian," and he laughed. Mm. And uh, and I said, "Look, I know you know we make a lot of jokes about John not liking things, but there's things that John legitimately does like. Mm-hmm. I think you would like it. I really do. Um, I think it would it would harken you back to a simpler time when Star Wars was good when we were like kids, like uh, Last Jedi. That's the one." I would be surprised if you liked it only because I definitely think there are the touchstones of um, look at this. It's Star Wars type things that happen. Yeah, but it's not. And that's it's not I'm. And, and here's the thing that bugs the hell out of me, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. But I find the show so charming that mm-hmm. I get over it pretty quickly. Yeah. So. I don't know if that would happen for you, but it's hard. To, I don't know. It's hard to imagine. I mean, although, I mean, it's, you know, it's John Favreau. You're on record as saying that Tony Stark is your favorite character in fiction. And Well, specifically Tony Stark Favreau in Iron Stark. Man 2. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like Why Tony's... don't I remember this conversation? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is like epic. And this like, is like known. Tony Stark, but in Star Wars. Okay. No, it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> are there maps, models, and uh, lots of moving it, 
things around digital screens that don't exist. Is Tony Sar- no. Stark your... Not in episodes one through three. Your favorite character? Hey! <laughs> Very um, good. One thing about Mandalorian, I think I shared this with you guys, but the, um, uh, the production of it is really cool because they developed this new technique where they have um, screens all around them when they're shooting. And all so... Right. Instead of shooting on not green, green screens, not green screens. Yes, instead of shooting on green screens, they're actually projecting, or not, it's not even projecting; they're like video screens, mm-hmm. and it's it's all around them, including above them. And the cool thing about it is, like, they're basically um, mapping the camera to it. So when they move the camera, the backgrounds move, and it's crazy smart technology that right. saves tons of time and. Um, and I love the idea of like they have people who are like location scouts right. who are going through this 3D world and like finding a spot and moving rocks and, you know, and yeah. setting the stage for it and then changing the the weather and the sky and the lighting. And it's real lighting that is actually being cast on them. And that's pretty cool because, you know, lighting is a huge thing. Yeah. But this is just the set lighting them directly. It's awesome. Yeah. And for all the actors who don't want to act to wearing, there. yeah, yeah uh, act to a tennis ball on a right. stick, it's got to be a great change yeah. of pace. Yeah, exactly. They use mostly practical effects in this thing. Um, the child is a puppet, mm-hmm. which I applaud, cannot applaud Not a Muppet. more. Well, I guess it's technically a Muppet. Is it? Did Jim Henson's shop make him? Might be. Might be. <laughs> Um, Good Warner, eye, Mike. Werner, <laughs> Werner Herzog uh, plays a a role in this yeah. in the show. Um, he's never seen a Star Wars movie. He was he knows nothing about Star Wars at all. He liked the script, so he said he would do it. If um, they made Yoda a practical effect, well, Yoda's not in this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's what he said. Well, no. So he, uh, you know, so season they, two is going to come around, and it's going to prove me yeah, right. Yeah, you're gonna, you have egg on your face. Yeah, and that the, is the a blue egg, a green egg, and ham. Egg thing. Um, so they finished filming some of the scenes he was in with with the puppet, and they were starting to film a secondary set uh, that they were going to do with with CG. He said, just in case the the puppet didn't look right, and he said, "You cowards, don't do it." And they nice. shut down production and, and stopped. Wow. And he said. If you don't do this, I will eat my shoe. True story. Wow. He's done that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the I said, you cowards. It's just it's just great. It's a great real life quote. Thanks, Werner Herzog. You made the show for me. I I will always enjoy practical effects more than uh I, I get annoyed now when I can't tell practical from CG effects. I don't know why. It just like irks me. I'm like, I can't tell if this is real or not. I don't know if I hate it or not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> can't tell if I should be angry. Yeah. So those are my second best and my best. Uh, man, I thought we'd talk way longer on that, but that's fine. Uh, for uh, 2019. You talked a while. Don't get the time. We're at <laughs> 46 minutes. This this is going to be a long episode. We broke last year's into two full episodes because we took so long. It not That's not happening this year. Well, we can't because we screwed mm-hmm. up the whole thing. All right. I'm going to make mine quick. Well, you're next? Yeah. 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 That's a joke. It'd be great if Nick just says, like, second best this, best this. <laughs> Well, now I can't. I don't mean out. don't do that. All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't do that. All right. Uh, my second best is the other podcast I do, Eat Me in St. Louis, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, Wait. I, I just missed it. Kelly sent me a, a thing. Say, say again what happened. 
Good night, Kelly. His second best is his other podcast. Hey, you'll hear it later. Don't. Um, uh, yeah, this was the the first podcast I started from scratch, and we started in March, and it's been an interesting experience. Um, I uh, Adam's walking out. Where are you going? This fuck because you were dude. talking about Star Wars for four. I know, and then he minutes. leaves. <laughs> He's like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> Nick, what are you talking about? Oh, it's all right. I'm leaving. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, so yeah, I started with my uh, friend Travis Randolph, and we uh, reviewed new restaurants in St. Louis. You guys know this, but um, for all of our listeners out there, mm-hmm. um, I. I have to say, like, I get a lot of enjoyment out of recording and going to the restaurants and uh, creating the, the the art for it and hmm. a little bit of the social media stuff. But I hate editing. Oh, do you edit it? I edit it. I don't mean that's not a like. Yeah, yeah. I just no, I, I, I know John edits this. I, I think you do kind of a light edit. Is that fair Ooh, to say? Ouch. Yeah. Uh, I touch. am working towards that <laughs> because I'm very critical and uh, of myself and I the the process. Do you of, come again for reshoots or anytime, or is it just you just kind of take what it is? I yeah, we take what it is, right. but but we also um, you know are unlike what we do here. Typically, um, if we want to, we'll just stop in the middle of it and talk about something, and then come back to it and go back and forth and. Um, what do you mean? Like in the, uh, you know, if we want to collect our thoughts or look something up, we oh, actually, okay. gotcha. we'll keep recording, but I, you cut that yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, how do you pad your own time? If you cut it I, out? <laughs> well, that, that's actually part of it is to keep it short, yeah. you know? Um, Smart. but, uh, but yeah, also the process of listening to myself speak and editing is, torture it's the worst thing <laughs> in the world yeah. <laughs> like i i'll i can make it like 10 minutes into it and i like it feel exhausted yeah i i i do a light edit of everyone else and then a heavy edit of myself yeah okay i've i've cut out so like at least one statement from every episode that i've made You're like what the fuck i is just wrong get there and i, I just think jesus uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, that's I not feel you. fair. You should be asking <laughs> that... me if I want to cut myself out. Well, if you want to do the edits, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Just leave everything I say in. It's all gold, baby. <laughs> anyway, it's it's been fun, and I am uh, looking forward to doing that more in the future. My best thing of the year, and one other thing is, I gave you guys a lot of guff about like um, doing personal things, like. Um, babies oh yeah 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 Yeah, last year yeah yeah and this year um and but here's the thing that's right you're like nobody um uh so yeah i I feel bad for that um because i ended up picking that myself but uh, with what adam said earlier about we should let somebody else take a look at them like i don't know if we're doing i didn't know how to verbalize this before but i don't know if it's like best recommendation or if it's like this time nick doesn't get it Thing ah. that we're exper- <laughs> experiencing. It's best thing you experience. Okay, so yeah, that you, you know you have to do personal things, but like, 
Anyway. <laughs> What's your best? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I was saying that for the, the podcast specifically. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's... My, my best... Oh, yeah. my God. What a, that was something personal for you? I mean... You cold man. It's a... For a listener, it's just a straight plug, you yeah, know? Yeah, so? <laughs> but... Wait, have you even said the name of the other podcast yet? Your other one? Yeah, you'll hear it later. Right. <laughs> we will? Adam will. You were busy not, not paying attention. Yeah, you walked out. All right, my number one thing of the year is HBO's Watchmen. Hmm. Uh... This is something that I wasn't really... I, I was looking forward to in just the curious sense, but... We're um, 100% no. Yeah, actually, I was listening to Adam talk about that, and there, I'm, I'm going to repeat multiple things, so... Um, but... I'll give my two cents real quick. Also, Watchmen TV show, oh my God, terrible. I started watching this thing about a week ago. Holy crap, amazing. Yeah, thank you. How far into it are you? Episode five. Okay, great. Hey, hey, hey um, you already said your best. Will you let Nick speak? <laughs> when he took the microphone, I thought he was going to ask what my best thing was. <laughs> um, I actually, I, I thought about this in advance. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I, I can talk about it. Um, aside from like things that are in the first episode. Um, uh, so yeah, when when it was coming out, we had the Snyder movie that was. In my opinion, it was pretty good. Like, um, Watchmen is a difficult story to adapt, and my biggest complaint about the movie was that they looked too cool in their costumes because I thought in the comic they're supposed to be a little bit, like, frumpy and realistic, and um, and the action in it was a little bit superhero movie kind of thing. But I thought it was... I mean, he did a really good job of, like... St- taking it straight from the panels of the comic, <laughs> condensing a 12-issue story into a two-hour movie. Um, the opening sequence is incredible. Um, he changed the ending, and I, I was okay with that. I thought the ending of the comic is... Never been its strongest suit, I what, don't think. The ending of the comic? I love it, but it's ridiculous, and it's yeah. hard to do that in if a movie. If people complain and, about something, it seems like that's what they complain about is the ending. Well, Do you know the end of it, Drew? Mm-hmm. You look confused. All right. Yeah. No, I, I actually... I'm I'm with Nick. I actually really love the ending of the comic. Um, to me, it fits the overall. Yeah, and I was disappointed that the movie that Didn't. that um, Snyder was so slavish to the rest of the comic, but for some reason changed that. Changed that. I I just thought that we'll just wait till the Snyder cut comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I th- Momoa. I said the other I've day that it. I thought the movie was like more grounded and realistic, and somebody goes, "You thought that was grounded?" And I, but <laughs> but the the alien ending, the squid ending of the comic is pretty bizarre, and um and we had a conversation about this, and like um they don't show it actually happening; they show the aftermath of, yeah, of it right. in the comic, and I think that helps it. Yeah. Um, but uh. When when this was coming out, uh, Damon Lindelof is the man behind it. Yes, and the fixer. Yeah, the fixer, <laughs> Hollywood fixer. He was, uh, you know, nothing one of the, to fix this time. He one of the main it. people behind Lost. Yes, and, and the leftovers. 
and I, I liked see that. both of them, but I had a lot of problems with both of them too. What did we call? Mm-hmm. What was our nickname for him? Dindledorf. Uh, Layman Layman Dindledorf. Yeah, right. I thought that was Drew's name. Was it Drew. became mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, with with having mixed feelings about him, mixed I wasn't feelings. so sure <laughs> about. <laughs> Hi, I'm mixed feelings. <laughs> Angie. I'm having mixed feelings about this. <laughs> oh, look at that cool car. Oh, man, that is a cool car. Don't have mixed feelings about that. Do you know that my muse came from last year's best episode? Oh, like, good. My muse. Um, also, oh, yeah. um, what was Nanji's nickname for Nick? Nanji's? Yo. Yo. Oh, uh, Yo, Hambone. Hambone. Oh. Got them all in. <laughs> so when it came out, I didn't watch it the first night. And then the next day I saw some articles about it. And I saw something saying that it was the greatest pilot of all time. Wow. And I thought that was hilarious. Because <laughs> everything has to be the best or the worst, yeah, you know? That's yeah. true, yeah. And I'm like, of course they're saying that. And But that night I, I checked it out. And I, I was like, I don't know if it's the best up pilot of all time but it was really good yeah i was so impressed because um well a lot of things but uh one thing is that it doesn't it doesn't have any of the characters from the comic in the pilot right. episode it feels like a completely new story but it also feels like it's in the same universe and it feels like a uh, continuation of this world that would happen when yeah. all these crazy events happened and it opens up with the um, the Tulsa massacre, uh, which was something that happened in history that I wasn't even aware of, and it's crazy. F- up. Yeah, I do, do. Sorry, Kelly didn't know about this either. Yeah. Do you know about the Tulsa massacre? Do you know about Tulsa massacre? Yeah, I don't think I do. All right, then tell us. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> in um, no, 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 no. Seriously, go. It's like 22, 1922 or around twenty one. Twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in Oklahoma there was a uh in in Tulsa there was a place that they called like the Black Wall Street and the the African American community was uh you know prospering Thriving. and trading and everything was going great there and um and a lot of places call it the Tulsa riots which is kind of fucked up mm-hmm. but because it was a straight massacre and what I saw on the show I thought was I thought it was ridiculous because they have biplanes just bombing mm-hmm. and and it's that's true it's you know the, from for what it is it's pretty accurate yeah and they just completely destroyed KKK the town. came in and basically burned Tulsa to the ground yeah like like Tulsa was was almost like if you kind of left it where it was where it was headed it would have like surpassed like New York and Wall Street as far as like prosperity like it was right. amazing. And uh, KKK came in and just leveled the town straight up, killed almost everybody in there. Well, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit. There was a, death toll is not as high as you think it would be, but the town was absolutely destroyed. Right. So, you know, it starts it with this. It's it's 30 years after the series, but they go 100 years into the past. Then they jump forward, and and it is an ensemble cast, but um, the main characters in it. Um, are uh the, the main character angela uh what's what's the actress's name um shit 
Um, Damon Lindelof. No. <laughs> uh, she's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's it for it to start with these like racial issues, and then the main characters in it are female, which both of those two things are lacking in the original comics. Um, uh, it's very just big group of the Minutemen, but the Watchmen, oh, yeah. yeah, were all white men. Adam's looking it up. Look it up, Adam. Look it up. Uh, Regina King, thank you. Um, uh, where was I going? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but the other thing about it that I was just like fascinated from the beginning is that the only, like, they have, um, hints of the characters from the original series but they have this cult basically that is all wearing rorschach's mask in it and you saw this in the trailers for it but they didn't really give you a lot of the plot of it and um the thing that i find so interesting about this is that uh so rorschach in the original series was this like edgy vigilante yeah and um over time he has become this person that people kind of like look at as a hero in our world. Yeah. Even though he was written by Alan Moore to be a villain, basically who's on the, the hero's name. They're all conflicted characters, but he, um, the, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, if you think of anti-heroes being like Batman, the Punisher, he's pushing it past that. Like, uh, Moore actually based him on, uh, the character, the question, which was a Steve Deco character. Great DC character. Yeah. <laughs> Not originally a DC character. Right. It was a Charlton. Charlton. Yeah. Um, so Ditko, the guy who created Spider-Man, created this character called The Question because he was a Ayn Rand fan. And The Question was his, uh, him taking Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism and applying it to a superhero. And he was basically just like... Um, you know, n- no tolerance for anything. He, it's it's just like if you're a criminal, then you're punished. And and um, and Moore th- thought that th- the world is kind of grayer than that, and created this character as a, a parody of him. And so the interesting thing that is going on with this Watchmen now is that since then, the alt right has adopted Ayn Rand, mm-hmm. and now he uses the, this Watchmen cult or the um, Seventh Calvary, as they're called, as a stand-in for the alt-right. And I never would have put that together myself, and it's brilliant, and that's just, like, the starting point of it. And and uh, Ronald Reagan – or, I'm sorry, uh, Robert Redford is the president in the <laughs> show, which was, a, like, a little joke in the yeah. comic, and it ended up – he he's not a character in it, yeah, but, it yeah. Um, oh, the okay. The actor is not in it. No. Right. Oh, no. Um, they mentioned President Redford every once in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, and what? Uh, oh, Redforations. Redforations. Yes. Um, yes. Um, the I I don't know if I. I think maybe I saw. I I I kind of pieced together the thing about the um. The Rorschach like cult or whatever, mm-hmm. and. I haven't seen it yet, but I I did think I was like that is exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like all the mm-hmm. like everyone will got the wrong message. Yeah, and and, our, and uh, the 
very very final part of the comic is the that Rorschach's journal because um, they think that everything was like clean up and tidy and Oz- Ozymandias's plan worked right. but Rorschach's journal got to the press or something mm-hmm. um, and so yeah that leads into it really well do you think uh, should one read the comic again before um, watching I think it would help the other thing that I think is brilliant about it is that you you don't have to have read it right like I when it started everyone online a lot of people on the Star Wars forums were saying you have to read the comic <laughs> if you start this <laughs> without reading it yeah. then uh, it's you're not going to understand what's going on but the way they write it mm-hmm. um, you know it's like the first episode of Lost when you see a polar bear yeah. and you're like yeah. what the hell is going on but in this there's uh, this is the most minor spoiler I'm going to give but um, there's a scene where Angela's driving and it starts raining and she stops because it's raining tiny little squids and mm-hmm. yes this takes place in the actual comic right like not the I movie universe yeah. i loved it yeah i loved it. kelly also never read watchmen at all and only barely remembered the movie and so she was like wait what's happening here and i had yeah. to like explain to her what's going but on but you don't have to but you don't you have see to see that yes. you're just like you know, intrigued by this world, like, and what's they happening? slowly reveal these things, but tease things, yeah. <laughs> and and so yeah, they start with these new characters, but they start bringing it back to the events or, from yeah. the original, and the new story is a new story, but connected to the old one, and uh, yeah, it's just brilliant. And uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the soundtrack. It's one of the best soundtracks ever, I, I think. Did not know that. I did not know that part, and that's awesome. How could you not know that? It's so them. It's, it's but, phenomenal. I just didn't realize yeah. it was. Now I'm thinking about it, like, oh yeah, that makes so some yeah. sense. There, um, are, there are credits, right? I can't read or write. <laughs> <laughs> and then, if you've read the original comic, you know that like every issue has little bonus stuff in it. Like the there's a comic called the Black Freighter, which is interesting because. In the Watchmen universe, they don't have comics about superheroes yeah. because there are superheroes, so they have comics about pirates. And then that you don't have to read to get the story, yeah. but it's this like kind of extra layer to it and um, adds to the world building. And then they also have like uh, journal entries from different characters in it. And the cool thing about the show is that um, as it was coming out, they, they did a show version of that because... Um, one of the characters in it, Petey, who is an FBI agent, um, online they have the Petypedia, which is his... Uh, he's just like a minor character that shows up in the first couple of episodes and is only in it a little bit. But um, but you can go on and, and see these reports that he's written for the FBI and they add extra things oh, to the story cool. as it goes through. Um, and uh, the, the only other thing I'll say about it is that Every episode, I I finished feeling like, oh, is, was this the best one yet? You know, uh-huh. and it it has a satisfying finale. It's not like a big Shyamalan twist or anything like that, but it just it wraps everything up. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is all I was hoping for. And that Lindelof, like, you know, um, he wrote the story as a miniseries and has basically just said since then, like, if HBO wants to keep doing it, that's cool. But he doesn't have plans for it after that. And it's the first TV series I've ever seen where the f- actual fans of the show are like, 
you know, going online and being like, no more seasons or we'll revolt. <laughs> like, it's it's just perfect, yeah. No more seasons or we will watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my best thing of 2019. All right. Okay. Well, it's my turn now. It's my time um, down here. And my second best is uh, Steven Universe, the television show. Um, I actually had a really hard time choosing between that and um, the Into the Spider-Verse, which I actually Mm. saw at the very beginning of the year with Adam. Um, Yeah, I was like, wasn't that your best thing last year? No, I kind of folded it into you did sp- much. You did like yeah, much like yeah. Adam did Star Wars. Mm. I did Spider Man. But you had seen it when you did the episode, right? No, really? Did I? I think so. Did I see it a year? Has it been over two years? Has it been two years? <laughs> <Four> years. <laughs> no, okay, I mean well. it, it was last year, but I think we recorded in January, so I think you had just seen it. I thought we had, we had just seen it like like days earlier. Okay, so I think maybe I cheated and sort of was like, well, this is part of it. Um. <laughs> Well, then, good. That makes this easier. So I chose Steven Universe. Um, uh, Steven Universe is a show that defies description in a lot of ways. Um, and Good. So what's your best? A friend of mine. <laughs> uh, I've, be, I've been hearing about Steven Universe since it started and, and heard from many people who I whose opinions I respect and, and agree with often. So yeah. no one here. No. no one here. Okay have been saying how great it is and I just hadn't, you know, checked it out. But then a, a friend of mine, uh, like really was like, you know, you need to watch it. You'll like it. Um, and so I did and I could not, I've, I've watched all five seasons of it. Um, and it's not, it's not hard to, it's like each episode's about 10, 11 minutes. Um, and so is that on a streaming uh, it's on Hulu, the first four seasons. Season five, I had to purchase. Um, there is a movie that I have not seen yet, and then there's a new series. I don't know if it's going to go longer than one season, but it's called Steven Universe Future, and it's sort of set after the events of the first season. Um, but just in general, I'll just say, like, this is one of those things where it, every aspect of it, Excuse me. Every aspect of it, I find um, sort of masterfully done. Um, the The animation, the design of the characters, the voice acting, the music, the story. It's, it's the credits. <laughs> credits. It. You, the credits are actually really good. like. Um, I won't go into detail, but just to say that it's it, it's in intensely positive and it's such a great um you know you'd mentioned nick like there aren't enough um sort of female characters and things like that and and a lot of media and this one's called steven universe it's all about him so (laughs) steven is is one of a few males in the show every uh so steven he, he is part of a group called the crystal gems and they're sort of superheroes and all of the gems are female um, and it's just it's just fantastic, and I can't recommend it. Is he the enough. leader of the gems? Uh, no, he is not the leader of the gems. Okay. He is. Uh, I. It's hard to. Ex- Are they truly, truly, it. truly outrageous? No. It's a gem reference. I know what it is. 
Um, and so I would just say, it, I think you would really like it. I think yeah, you I'd would really like it. You might <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not sure about John. I've I've also heard good things from people whose opinions I respect, but I've never seen an episode of it. I've seen two and a half episodes, uh, and I couldn't follow what was going on. So was it just in the middle of things? Yeah, I like oh, walked well, the, the, yeah. the my my kids loved the show. Yeah, and I walked in, and it was like it was the start of the episode. Yeah, but I didn't know the characters. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> And I was like, I don't, I don't get, I don't get this. Yeah, it, it was definitely like an old man dad moment. I was like, what is this you're watching? St- Steven Universe, huh? Wait, wait, what are they doing? Did you punish your kids for watching something you didn't understand? No, that's my parents' thing. Um, like, wait, what? They're, they're, wait, there's, are they, are they changing shape? What's happening? You know what? I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'll, like re- I'll recommend wind. to you to start with episode one, Adam, and I think you'll. You'll follow it if you stick with it. Um, <laughs> when you finish that, go to episode yeah, two. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, follow that with episode two. But no, it's it's. I think it is does a thing that I love that I think Nick, you also kind of referred to with Watchmen is they put you in a world and they don't tell you everything about the world right off the bat. You're they assume, you know, either they treat you like you've been in the world, so there's no like uh, exposition that's you know unnecessary there's no onboarding that's right yeah Yeah. it's just like here's this here you are you know and you will catch up here's this steven universe exactly um so that was my second best my best of 2019 was uh jonathan hickman's uh house of x and powers of x powers of 10 sorry comics the x-men reboot um that happened this year and I would like to talk in some spoilery stuff, so apologies to those of you who plan on reading it and haven't read it yet. But, you know, everyone else has spoiled some shit for everyone here, so I'm going to follow suit. All right. So um, Marvel is... Uh, they reboot the entire universe every year. Steven Universe. <laughs> and um and so you know you get this fatigue of like oh it's the you know we're we're changing things up everything's gonna be they everything's gonna be different you know and every here's the new books here are all the new books and everyone look this team is different and uh it's a new they're era. wearing black now yeah <laughs> and it's a new era every year right in general right? everybody has one earring like, <laughs> <laughs> whoa <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's just a re-release of the old issues, but they just put dots on one <laughs> on the ear. Essentially, that's what it feels like in a lot of ways. So when news came that the X Men were getting a, I'm trying to remember how they they described it as, um, they sort of like blocked out the X Men history and eras. You had, you know, the the original era of the five X Men. And then uh, the era of giant size X Men took you into the next thing. Uh, that's Claremont's era, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then um, there was a th- oh, and then new X Men. Grant Morrison's run kind of kicked off uh, the run up to current X Men. So those are, and so they described this as another like a, a sea change. Like this is going to change everything about the X Men. It's it is going to completely. Um, it, like th- th- they just really hyped that up and it was hard to believe that that 
would be the case, you know, because ev- again, every year at Marvel, that was kind of mm-hmm. what they were saying about every book. Now, were they doing a reboot of the whole Marvel universe? No, or... this is just X-Men. Okay. They're just talking about the X-Books. Yeah. So um, I think it was at the end of Ju- June or July or something like that, they ended, they, they ended all the X-Books. Mm-hmm. Everything stopped. Um, and, and it ended with much, many of them dying. Um, and it, like they, uh, uh, just Scarlet Witch was like different mutants. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it was various ways people died. And, and in a lot of ways it was actually really disappointing. Um, um, and, and like there, there had been a lot happening. The X-Men kind of been in a weird place up to this point and, and some people liked where they were and some people didn't, but certain characters were Cyclops had died and he was resurrected um, just before this cutoff. Okay. So the books all end and there are now going to be only two X books that come out every other week. And that's house of X and powers of 10. And Jonathan Hickman is the writer and, and as of now, sort of the overseer of the X-Men books. Now are each of them biweekly? Or when you said you they get come an out. X book every week, yeah, and it's either House of X or Powers of Ten, yeah. And um, the um, where was I? Hickman. 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 So and Hickman uh, previously did a really long run on Fantastic Four that kind of culminated with a uh, Marvel wide series called Secret Wars two or it's like the new secret wars wasn't and it just secret wars it, yeah i forget yeah they just called it secret yeah, wars because there was a secret wars two others. in oh the yeah this 90s is like the third one yeah um and i actually read that and was kind of like eh, i'm not but apparently if you had read fantastic four up to that it was like an, a, an incredible kind of finale to his run there so a lot of there's a lot of like um, a lot of people really liked Hickman, and so it was sort of, what's he going to do with the X-Men? So, all of the hype, all of the this is going to change everything was absolutely true. Like, it feels like a completely new era for the X-Men. Um, uh, basically, and this, this isn't really a spoiler because it's issue one. Um, one day everyone in the world wakes up to professor Xavier speaking in their minds, telling them that, you know, we as the mutants are done trying to, you know, we, we've tried to live with you. We've tried to be, you know, part of your world and we're done with that. We have created three medicine, three drugs, one that will extend your life by five years one that will cure any disease and one that uh, I forget what the third one does. And we are willing to give this drug to any nation who will recognize Krakoa as a sovereign nation. Krakoa is now the mutant sovereign nation and all mutants are welcome there. Um, And anyone who doesn't is the brotherhood alive and doing things in this world. Or is this just professor X or do you not know yet? The brother, every, everything 
Well, what are you asking me? So, like, all mutants are welcome. So, then do all the, all the evil mutants show all up? All mutants are welcome. Every uh, single mutant. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm an evil mutant? <laughs> can I come? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes, brother, you can come. Uh, hey, over here, uh-huh. I'm a neutral mutant. Yeah, you're also welcome. <laughs> hey, cool. <laughs> yeah, so, essentially... Um, I won't do the major spoilers, but now all of the mutants are like together and there's no, there's no like brotherhood of evil mutants. There's no, um, X-Men. There are X-Men, but, but basically it's just to say like professor X and Magneto are like, we're done fighting with, you know, within the mutants like we need to be together as a group and that's what they've done and the way that can we go back to that drug that extends your life five years yeah how are they proving that (laughs) you i guess you have to take it on faith okay but the drug that cures any disease works all right so you could probably say well that worked wait it cures any disease yes oh okay i missed that Uh, any brain disease sorry that's what it was okay yeah Cures any brain disease, disease of the mind. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so House of X dealt with kind of things that were happening uh, in kind of the modern time of X-Men, like this stuff that Professor X is saying, and then like mutants sort of coming together. And actually it's kind of set, it starts with that's already happened. Like they've come together for the most part. Um, Powers of Ten uh, took place. It took place at different parts, uh, different eras of time. So, and the Powers of Ten were there's they they delineated as X zero was the time uh, leading up to the modern day. So X zero covered this gap of years. They say it's ten. It's ten Marvel years. That's how long the <laughs> I know the the X Men have been in operation <laughs> for ten years, fifty years or whatever. That's right. of continuity, and that you can look this up. Marvel's time, like there's this weird Marvel time approach where mm-hmm. everything that's happened has has been in ten years. Yes. Yeah. It, I know it actually is a thing. <laughs> X one is modern day. X ten or X a hundred is like. 100 years later and x a thousand is x a thousand i a thousand years later. so it's like it's exponentially yeah growing mm. into uh, the future. future so we're seeing snippets of a story within these different eras of time mm. and it's sort of like um as that series progresses you're learning like what I, I can't give you further context without a major spoiler which i will not do thank you um but like you sort of learn as that series goes like what is going on with each of these different uh eras and why things are the way they are and how they inform then what's happening now um okay so all that to say like i can't believe it actually lived up to the promise that they were saying because it it really does change everything um that said like the that especially this uh house of x powers of 10 kind of series there were some of the best like x-men moments that have been 
missing from the books for a long time. Um, and uh, there, there's like one uh, issue in particular that I kept rereading just because the art and the story were so phenomenal. And there's like one page in particular, which again, I won't go into detail that is like it's such a beautiful moment between two characters that have not uh had like their relationship just hasn't felt like what it should be um and and so it, that has been really rewarding the art on both of the books um rb silva d- does did powers of 10 and um pepe laraz did House of X, and it's some of the best art I've seen in X-Men books. Are they ongoing series? No. So they end, they're each six issues long. <laughs> and and the, essentially, the, the thing you should go into this knowing, if you plan on reading them, is this is not like everything is revealed. This is the lead-in to the new era of X-Men. Mm-hmm. So it's setting up what is to come. And Are those in trade? Not yet. Okay. I think it's uh, this year, though. They're coming out um, as one collection, I believe. Um, so then that, uh, once that ended, it kicked off. There's now six series ongoing. There's X-Men, uh, The Marauders, Excalibur, um, X-Force. What was that? You don't like Excalibur? Hey, just go on. All right, I'm ready to. When I was a kid, at least my it. hate. I told you about this, right? When I told you I was a kid, it was like all these X books came out, and I started getting just like it's too much. It's too much X. It's too much X. So that was just a flashback to me being like a teenager, being like, ugh, ugh, here we go again. Well, they're also going to, in tears, have an exponentially increase in the amount of series that they have. I mean, I hopefully that doesn't happen too much, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, X Men. X-Force, Excalibur, Marauders, um, New Mutants, Fallen Angels. Um, Those are the six books currently running. And apparently there is a Wolverine book that's going to start. Of course. But Uh, these are the same characters that were in the comics a year ago. Yeah. And everything, I think overall everything is being overseen by Hickman. He's writing X-Men and he's writing New Mutants. But other writers are doing the other books. But again, it's all within his kind of plan. He's plan. a showrunner. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I will say, like the the follow up, these books that have followed are are not as good as House of X and Powers of Ten were. Um, there's there's definitely like hints of it here and there. Um, Fallen Angels, I I flat out stopped reading. It's basic characters I just do not care about. Um, but the other five are pretty good, and espe- I think Marauders is especially very good. Um, and I, I won't really go into that because it might kind of spoil things. So you've piqued my interest. So if I were to read these, do I need to read every other one back and forth, or do I can I read just Powers of X and no, Powers of X, whatever it's called? There's definitely a reading order to House of X and Powers of X, Powers of Ten. Um, that you will find in the back. So re- you would re- you would read House of X one first, and then there's a list in the back of that book of the order that you should read it. Um, and because it's probably too late to get the issues now, so you're gonna have to wait for the collected trade. You get anyway. digital issues if you want. That's how I'm reading. Oh yeah. 
Um, but about that. the uh, <laughs> it is very uh, for things for the context of each issue. You need to read it in the order presented, um, like Steven Universe. Like Steven Universe. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, don't yell at your kids Good. for. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll send you a list of numbers. Um, yeah, you can use that for most series. Um, <laughs> and then the final thing I'll say, I meant to mention this earlier, but in uh, it's the in House of X and Powers of Ten, there are these infographic pages that do are they have one for the timeline? Because I'm been thinking about that since you told me. <laughs> For what timeline? Just the whole Marvel timeline. No, that you told not me for that. Ten years. Yeah, not this. for that. Okay. I'm wrap my head around this thing. Like, like, wait, what? I know. Uh, yeah. That's in, like, that's insanity. Yeah, but it's like I could see and 25 years. Like, because and then the ten. issues are coming out and there's stuff happening. But 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. And are they trying to say that that stuff that was happening in our 1960s was happening in 2010? 2010. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, these infographics are phenomenal. Uh, it's just really fun c- because it's always sort of supplementary information that either either tells you something you didn't know and is really like like digging through them is really interesting or like illuminates something you just learned. So are these like sort of in universe or are they? Yes, they are. It okay. seems to now it hasn't been revealed like it seems to be some kind of database, hmm. um, but it hasn't been revealed if that's if it is in universe or if it's just kind of, you know, a clever treatment. But yeah. it feels like it's in universe. Um, but it's it's, and and that infographic thing has been carried on in the 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 new books that are out now, the the six titles that are running, hmm. and definitely some writers use it more effectively than others. Um, like Hickman's were always really great. Like you had actual like infographics and sometimes it was just like, um, uh, like it might be an email from something and some writers are just straight up like, Oh, it's a letter from someone to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. That's not very interesting. Anyway, that was my best. (laughs) X-Men is, is back. It's back, baby. It's back. They're back. I'm excited for where it's going. Um, Do you don't call the comeback the benefit for years? And what's exciting, what's really rewarding for me, and this might be why this was my best, is um, I've you know spent the last five years catching up on X Men. You know, I, I in 2015 I was like I'm going to go back and reread or start where I stopped back in 2000 and like get caught up and like it it timed perfectly with. Like when I got caught up, pretty much was when House of X and Powers of Ten started. So mm. I was like, man, I couldn't have, you know. Well, like you were saying earlier, if you it took you another year to read it, next year there's going to be a new reboot. Yeah, that would have been perfectly that's, timed. That's the only. <laughs> that is the only fear, and I hope that you know yeah. they stick with Hickman and that it doesn't like get you know rebooted another year because this is very, very so cool. My my next question is. Do you think that what they have going on right now will influence the inevitable introduction of the X-Men into the MCU? I think it could. Yeah. I think there's definitely a way to take this approach and make that kind of how the X-Men are brought in. Yeah. If, if, if nothing else, the sort of, 
thesis of we are the mutant nation yeah could be how could be one way that they're mm-hmm. kind of presented in the mcu do you think the mutant nation what's the name of it krakoa krakoa um is another secret country that's like next to wakanda in the <laughs> mcu <laughs> well uh no yeah I don't want to say too much about. Krakoa. I mean, Krakoa. If if you're well versed in X Men lore, is not a new thing. Yeah, but it it is in the MCU. So yeah, it would be yeah. in the MCU. And then there's uh, Latvia, Lat, Latvia, 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 yeah, Latvia, yeah. They referenced Madripoor apparently nice. recently in. What's that? Um, that is the. Oh, it's be it's 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 a made up nation, but it it. Uh, figures prominently in the X-Men stories. Okay, I don't um, remember that. And it was spotted, like the the name Madripoor was spotted on some prop in a set photo of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier or whatever. Oh. So, huh. Anyway, that's mine. Second best and my best. Thank you very much. Yay. Yay. So uh, my second best was uh, the Rise of Skywalker, uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> That's the you guys. This, they, we've we made it. It's the <laughs> we finally have reached the last yeah. Star Wars film of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and my my best was uh, Joker, the movie Joker. Of course, you guys oh, wow. remember that? that. Yes. Yeah, that was my best. Yeah. So all right, thank all right, sure. thank you, 2019. Way to way to screen those flicks. And let's put this one <laughs> in the archive. In the archive. <laughs> uh, okay, for real. Oh, what? My second best Joker. 2019 uh, is a place called, well, it's a place mm. and it's a, a collective and it's a movement and a, a brand called Meow Wolf. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, this before you say anything else yes i think what's what is most incredible to me about what you've just said is i've never heard of it and i've never heard you speak of it (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i've heard the name but i could not tell you anything about it to john's credit i just typed in m-e-o and the first thing, like all the place, Meow Wolf like explodes all on right. my Well, that's because so. it's Let listening him, to yeah. me. Oh, that's probably true. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Meow Wolf as a destination currently exists only in Santa Fe. It was one of the top things that I wanted to do on the honeymoon when we went to Santa Fe. Um, Santa Fe. And at that time, all I really knew about it was that it was made by a collective of artists, relatively young, like late teens, early twenties who had gone to college together and were knocking around doing other things and had this idea of making kind of a, a semi-permanent installation of a really large scale. Um, and I guess, I don't, I don't know if they sold it to George RR Martin or if like they did it, like they did a small scale version of it and then he saw it and he was like, yes, here's some money, do more with it. But anyway, it was uh, bankroll. We're all intrigued right now. What? Yeah. So George R. R. Martin confused. lives in Santa Fe. I don't know if he's from there, oh, but that's okay. that's where he lives. Um, so he bought a bowling alley, and he gave it to this collective group. 
and and I should say too, this this group has like a, a wide variety of skills. So there's theater majors in there, there's visual arts majors in it, and like people who have experience doing a variety of different things, um, performance or otherwise. Um, and what they came up with was at at the time I thought it was just uh, I imagined like have you seen those uh, selfie uh, museums? Yes. Okay. This is what I'm picturing, like right. a really bonkers selfie museum, a place yeah. where people go and take their photo in front of a backdrop. Yeah. Music videos have been shot there, and that's. But I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm interested. I want to mm-hmm. see it. Um, I didn't. I had no idea that. Well, one, this is just the first installation of Meow Wolf in Santa Fe. They've since started working on one in Las Vegas. And one in Denver, I think. And are these also bankrolled by George R. I R. don't think so. Okay. I think they've had such success with just the first one that they've been able to turn it into a, a franchise of sorts. But they're all supposed to be different. Every one of them is going to be completely different. They're building them and and writing them and creating them all independent. They're writing them. Independent. Writing them. Yeah, tell, tell okay, us. Okay, yeah. So Please tell us. I walk in to... The, the the complex is the the front of it really still looks like the bowling alley. It, it still has bowling alley carpet, and like the the counter where you pay for your admission is the the bowling counter. The cafe at the bowling alley has been turned into like a, it's more of a bar now, but it's still there. Um, but as you walk in, you you see uh, they have posters for uh, actual like bands, mm-hmm. um, and they're all like current dates or you know recent dates or upcoming dates and i'm looking at this and i'm like is this just like do they also have like a music venue or something like down the street mm-hmm. or whatever are they advertising for that no these are at meow wolf up until this point like i had i thought this was just an art installation but no it turns out this is a music venue too okay um but when you you enter you you walk down a dark hallway and you know, I'm expecting to just walk through a series of rooms or whatever, and I, w- I walk out into a, a a suburban neighborhood at night, like fully realized. Well, not the not a whole neighborhood, but you you walk out and you're staring at a house, uh-huh. um, like a kind of Victorian house, like a you'd see at Webster Groves or something. You know that. Um, and people are like buzzing around in like all directions and they're like every room, like the windows are open and you can see people like moving around in there and, uh, in the house, in the house. Uh Yeah. Did you say it's nighttime? Yeah. It's dark inside and you know, all the lights are on in the house and you walk inside and the whole house. Hold on. Are we, yeah. Are we, are we in a bowling alley? You're still in the bowling alley. Okay. Yeah. How big is the house? Full size. Like it's a it's how a many stories? full house. It's a two story house in a bowling alley. In a bowling I've alley. Never seen a bowling alley. That how big a... is the bowling alley? Well, it's you know it's enormous. Bigger it's than two it's like a big box. But store. have they added to it or is they no. they've not? They gutted the bowling alley. Okay. They they took everything out of the bowling alley building. So this is now imagine it's like the size of a Home Depot or something. Okay. okay. Um, so this is a this is a full two story house, and everything in it has been fully rendered i guess so you you walk up on the porch and you walk through the front door and you are in a a fully realized house every room is there i'm gonna be stopping you like every (laughs) part of this because i have so many questions are you 
do you pay to enter the bowling alley? Well, it's you you pay for admission to the exhibit. Okay. So there's and the, the the bowling alley consists of a lobby basically. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you pay for the exhibit there. Right. And then and you, then you walk down a hallway and you enter this big dark room and you're staring at a at a house. So is there one exhibit? I think it was like thirty nine dollars. Is there one exhibit there? Or are there multiple yes. ones? Okay. Yeah. There's there's one installation at this location. And is it and timed? Are you with a you, group? Are you do people just trail in? You just get you you trickle in okay. as as you go. Alright, I'm with you. Okay. And you can go as a group too. Yeah. You can do group things. Um They won't stop you. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I forgot to tell you. Also, um, when you're standing in line, they have a big uh, a banner that says "The House of Eternal Return." Okay. So, and that's the first time I'd heard of like the the name of the installation in particular. But you, so you walk into this house, and everything is there and tactile, physical, like paintings on the walls, family portraits of this family. There's a television. There's a kitchen table with a bunch of paper strewn on it. And it's not like they've, you know, like when you go to um, something that's supposed to be like a house or a room and like they'll have like a newspaper under like glass or something so you can't get to it Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's not the case with this. This is all stuff that you can pick up. You can take it with you. You can move it around, leave it somewhere else. It's just all. Can you leave with it? Yeah. Can you use the toilet? You can can seriously walk out. No one is not. No one's going to stop you. Can you use the toilet? I didn't try that. That's a that's a really good question. All right, I'm leaving now. That's the first thing I would try. Yeah. You're like, all right, where's the bathroom? I mean, I I told John that when we went to IKEA. <laughs> um, so as we go into the room, uh, the living room, uh, there's like uh, the the TV's playing like this old uh what looks like a VHS recording from like many years ago, many generations degraded. Um, and I start flipping through what it looks like just a notebook. And every page of this notebook has in world things written on it. It's like a diary of this kid's video collection and like some ideas that he has for movies and stuff. And like every single page. Could you have taken that? I could have torn a, torn a page out of it i, I could have taken i don't believe this is you. the thing wait, but, wait, but this is you. the I, I come to I, find I, out yeah i want to you're know. supposed to do this there's a narrative that you can follow as you experience this exhibit and you will need all of these clues in order to figure it out so they're sort of assuming that you'll you'll take this piece with you until you get to the next but, area but where there's a payoff take it then what about the next person? I guess myself. they probably reset it maybe every day. Yeah, I think every they, day, they bring things back. Yeah. What about the person who came in who 15 came in minutes right ago? That's the thing. There's no linear, there's no okay, one so linear way to experience this. There's multiple clues. You don't need, to clarify, you don't need every clue. No, you could you could experience this without paying any attention to the clues. No, you can just no, wander through this place. It's You seem to but. set it up. In, in such a way to say there's a narrative and to understand the full narrative you need the clues yes but you don't need every clue no and every clue has a payoff but you don't have to experience that those okay payoffs in any kind of sequence and okay. and no no one clue is dependent 
our, our no one payoff is dependent on mm-hmm. having every clue. Do they give you, before you go in, do they give you any sense of this or are they just like, have fun? That's it. Okay. They're like, do you want to check your coat? Okay. Yes, did you I check would. your coat? I did. Okay. And I'm so glad that I did too. I had no idea that I would be using my hands so much or that I would just be physically invoked in so so many different ways. But like when, when we walked into that living room, there's a fireplace there and people are walking in and out of the fireplace. Like you there you have to like crawl into the fireplace and it leads you down this portal. You go into the kitchen and you open up the refrigerator and that is a portal. You walk into the refrigerator and disappear down the tunnel. And every single orifice of this house leads in a different direction. Hey, you didn't check the toilet? Jeez, man. Like, that's like an obvious one. Did they, so like, where did they lead? Other parts of the house or different? No, into into a whole different thing. Scenario. So what is revealed as you go through this and you look at the, the clues is that uh, the family that lived in this house was um, from a, a lineage of people who had extra sensory perception and they collectively the the family that lived in the house the mother of the 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 mother of the woman who lived in the house and i think her sister uh all participated in an experiment that has created this multiverse that spins out of the house in okay a dozen different directions hmm. um but the only it doesn't say that yeah. like you just have to piece that together yeah. from what you see but so you go down the the refrigerator portal takes you to this um almost like a uh an airport terminal but it's very futuristic with like star trek doors that open and that like every door leads to a different uh what looked like other worlds mm-hmm. um if you go through the uh, fireplace you end up in like this neon forest which actually is the aquarium from the living room it's now been Whoa. Oh, cool. enlarged that's so cool. there's like that's a giant cool. uh uh submarine or not a submarine uh, uh diver, diver you know mm-hmm. guy and it's all like black lit neon and everything is it a giant diver or is it just a normal sized diver it's a well to us. It's a normal sized diver, <laughs> okay. but to yeah, a fish. it's human sized. Yeah. But yeah, it's a um, a little miniature diver. But so a- as you go through here, you you start to see like recurring themes played out, like hamsters, which you come to find out is because the kids in the house had a pet hamster. So occasionally you'll like open up a drawer and find like a hundred little miniature hamsters in there for no reason, mm-hmm. just because it ties back to the house. And it the 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 best you can piece together. From what, from the minimal investment that I gave, is that these different dimensions are all realizations of something that somebody living in the house, like something that was important to them. Mm-hmm. Like so, VHS tapes are everywhere, or the shape of a VHS tape, um, or VHS covers, or whatever, because the kid was really fixated on videos. There's a um, the hamster, the the spiders are recurring themes um spiders there's uh, lots of different motifs and they all just sort of intersect in weird ways uh but so what i was already like this is really cool i i'm amazed that this exists and it it exists in this way it did not have to exist but i'm so glad that it did but but why did it (laughs) (laughs) 
I I have to assume it was just to make me happy. Yeah. Like it, it was specifically made. They knew that I was going to go there and I would be delighted by it. I was actually moved to tears by this place. At one point there was uh you you stumble upon an arcade because mm-hmm. the kid that lives in the house is into video games. And it was it was like a legit um a moment for me and it reminded me of when I was a kid. I used to dream all the time. I would be like wandering around in the dark, these like fake neon landscapes, and I would turn a corner and there'd be this amazing arcade yeah. that didn't exist anywhere. I'd never seen it anywhere. I just imagined it. And this experience was like that realized, like in a physical space. Mm-hmm. And it was fully like, it wasn't like I turned the corner and here's like the storefront of an arcade. It's a fucking arcade inside of Meow Wolf and with games. And not just real games like Pac-Man and stuff, but games that they made for this arcade. What? They had like five or six different new video games that they had created and built for this experience. It, just on the chance that you happen to wander into this corner of Meow Wolf, wow. of the House of Eternal Return. The music venue is inside all of this. Uh-huh. So like, if you're going to see a band there, you have to wander through all these different <laughs> wow. hallways and, and stuff in order to get to the stage, which can only, the space can only hold like maybe a hundred people. Is it part of the narrative in some way? It's, it seems like it's um, maybe like the, uh, the town or the surrounding neighborhood. It's just sort of exaggerated house structures and like um, power lines and stuff. Um. I, I I was completely all of my expectations were not only uh, obliterated but they were like put back together and then obliterated again. Wow! This is your second best. This is oh, my second. Yeah. Best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can can I tell you real fast that I went to a super watered down version of that when I was in Arizona? Um, we went to this place called Wonder Spaces. I think it's called yeah. Um, which was in a mall and it's basically a gallery where they have like 15 rooms that each one has a different installation artist have a piece in it. Um, but there's no, there's no writing to it. There's no narrative. It's just, you come in and, uh, and it was very cool, but now I fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I don't know what, I don't know. I've looked into this a little bit more since visiting, but I haven't really done a whole lot of research on it. I don't know what what the other two installations are going to be like mm-hmm. if they're going to. You said Las Vegas and Denver. Denver, I think. I think the Denver one opens this year, and Vegas opens in twenty one. Um, they are they are supposed to be different, right. but I don't know if, if they'll just be completely standalone or if they will somehow thematically oh, intersect with the other ones. But or if you can go through a refrigerator in one and end up yeah. oh yeah in yeah a toilet in the other. <laughs> If you do, see if you can use that toilet. Yeah. Uh, so that's my second best. Uh, my number one best for 2019, I'm pretty sure I've talked about on a previous episode in some form or fashion, possibly even as like a second best that I'm bumping up to <laughs> number one best, and that's uh, Shudder, the streaming service. Oh, okay. Uh, which launched in like 2016. And I think I started subscribing in 17 uh or maybe 18 yeah but i've been a subscriber for a while and what is, what is this again 
Shutter. Yeah. What is that? It's a streaming service. Thank you. Uh, what's the stream? <laughs> uh, horror movies. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Go on. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I wasn't looking for another streaming service, and I've been so kind of <laughs> out of. <laughs> Do we ever? <laughs> I always am. A, I I like Netflix is like John. How could you? <laughs> John's I like, wasn't I'm looking <laughs> for another streaming service. Well, I guess I, I I maybe I say that to mean like I wasn't. Um, I intended to stop subscribing to Shutter. I had like a free month. And it was like, I think it was October of 2017, or it was leading up to Halloween. But I just thought like, well, this is a good time to do this, to, to get a subscription so I can watch horror movies um, in October. Um, and I hadn't really been as into the horror movie scene for a while when I did that subscription. But I I was so amazed and impressed by the the diverse selection of stuff that was available and the way that the way that their um subscriber communication worked um it really seemed to be coming from a place that understood what a person who subscribes to a horror service is looking for um like it it felt like i knew the people who were sending me these emails they're, they're automated emails you know but i felt like there was a, a, a real person on the other end of them. Did they post a three-hour YouTube video with all the movies available on Shutter? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not yet. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Um, but so I was I stuck with it, and um, I've been kind of in and out of it up until this year. Um, and I think what really what really sold me on this being like the year of shutter uh, right away last year for black history month, they released this original documentary called uh, horror noir. And it was like a history of African-Americans, not only in horror movies, but um, partially just the history of African-American representation in movies in general, which just happens to overlap with the discussion of horror mm-hmm. um, in a really interesting way that I'd never thought about before. Um, and, and along with it, they included, they started making available a lot of the, the movies that were discussed in there. So it was, a you know, I, I wasn't surprised that this documentary existed, that they had created this documentary and were releasing it in a timely way, but I was impressed by the level of devotion they had made to helping people explore that, um, that field. Yeah. Um, and I think that that just kind of speaks to the the curatorial aspect of Shutter, which is what I think has been the most appealing about it. It's always um, covering all of the bases. It is something hitting on the high notes. Yeah, <laughs> still hitting on the high notes. It it has stuff that's recognizable that you you know you can always get one of the Halloween movies or you know for a while they had all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies on there, but there's always something unusual and likely something that I've never heard of um, short films feature length and this year they started doing um, originals so there's a new creep show series that's inspired by the creep show movies um, and it's really good and uh, the what'd you say Mandalorian and Mandalorian yes I said Fangoria 
the Fangorian. The Fangorians. <laughs> a lot of honestly, there, there's a lot of overlap there, um, which has been really gratifying to see too. As Fangoria launched or relaunched as a magazine, um, their online presence has worked in tandem with Shutter really well. So like they, it's they they're not owned by the same company, but they they definitely do a lot of uh, collaborative stuff. Um, but I think what it, it reaches its peak for me with um, Joe Bob Briggs, the um, oh, yeah. movie host um, who I didn't grow up watching him. He was on the movie channel and I didn't have the movie channel when we finally did get cable. That was like the one movie channel we didn't have. <laughs> um, and I never, I guess because I wasn't the right age, I didn't watch uh, monster vision or whatever he had on TNT, but it's sort of the, just the classic model of a, a host presenting movies um, and then intermittent breaks and talking about them, um, which I was familiar with that model. Yeah. I liked uh, USA Up All Night. Um, but it, this this takes it to such a um, an exquisite level. Um, he's, like, he's a great host, and I enjoy like listening to his rants um, in between the movies. But it's also like the the aspect that I think in a lot of ways came back with a vengeance in 2019 just overall in terms of the way we consume media is the episodic week by week instead of getting everything all yeah. in a bunch and then you know binging on it. Um, having new episodes of Joe Bob to look forward to every Friday night like not knowing what movies were going to be shown, yeah. but just, you know, looking forward to it and like having it air live and like being able to see people comment on it on Twitter and stuff was like super gratifying and like made me absolutely thrilled to be a horror fan again. Yeah. I can, I can speak to that a bit with the X-Men books. As I had said, I was like just, you know, reading every book leading up to this. So I, you know, could just read them one after the other if I really wanted to. Um, but it's been, but with this, I've had to wait, you know, every week for the next issue to come out. And that's been that anticipation and that, that that's been really welcome is mm -hmm. to not just have it all, you know, at once. I'm, yeah. I'm going to also talk about my thing now because I, I <laughs> yes. was going to say the same thing because uh, it's been a while since I've had you know, the great thing about Lost, which I experienced with Drew, was the water cooler conversation. Yeah. Every week there was speculation and, you know, I, I enjoyed going in and being like, oh, can you believe this? And I haven't had that since then yeah. with anything, with a, any mm -hmm. any show or, or uh, comic or anything. Um, and and I got that with Watchmen and, yeah. and, and the Internet. And that was, you know, they have it's hard to when you have an audience that big, it's hard to not have them figure everything yeah. out, you know, and they did a, a good job with it. <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian, man, it's yes. it's it's episodic. It's yeah. great. I mean, yeah. every Friday it was like, oh my gosh. Yes. And then the one week, uh, I think for Christmas they dropped it two days earlier. It was like, oh my gosh, like they dropped it, you know, oh, two, yeah. and then you got to see it. It was just, it was really, really neat. I mean, and Mike, it's funny because it ended, and the boys are like, wait, when's the next season come out? I'm like, well, next year. Yeah. And their brains were like, could not comprehend. Like, we had to wait like a full year. I was like, that's the way it used to be, buddies. <laughs> and it would end, and then you had to wait. Did you think that um, when they moved the episode up two days, that it was going to tie into the new Star Wars movie? No. 
because it came out the day after. And so there was a, some speculation oh. about like, oh, no, the baby Yoda is going to be in the new Star Wars movie. Mm. <laughs> I uh, I recently saw the headline of an article um, talking about the Witcher series on Netflix. Yeah, this seems getting a lot of uh, a lot of praise. Yeah, but the they talked about how um, that Netflix's model of just releasing the everything at once might actually be um, not harmful, but just sort of kills any excitement over it because you don't build out the discussion of it when you put it all out at once. So people just consume it and they move on to the next thing and. And it's harder to have a shared experience uh, that you have with like a week. Like a shared show. cultural experience. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least it's a different type of shared experience. And and I thought that was really interesting and hadn't really uh, thought about that. Um, yeah, one of my coworkers watched all of Watchmen the day of the finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the rest of us have been like, or, you know, three or so of us were talking about it every week. Yeah. And then he came in that last day and was like ready to talk <laughs> about the whole thing. And I was like, man, you missed so many yeah. points. <laughs> <clears throat> Made me sad. That's my best. All right. Uh, we, so I hate your best only cause I haven't used my hate sure. yet. Do you guys want to use yours? If you don't use it, you can't sit, you can't bank it for now. I gotta year. be honest. I kind of used it on Adam, but <laughs> all right, Adam, are you going to use yours on John? Can I use it on myself? No, you've already lost that opportunity. You have oh. to use it. No, I thought all your guys best were great. Okay. Well, I hate yours. Thank you. Um, oh, here we go. I hated his fake first and second best. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hated that too. That was terrible. I hated that too. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) all right i think this is great uh some great bests some great things for everyone else to check out go to santa fe uh explore the meow wolf installation what do you think the best best was should we all pick the best best out of ours yeah the best best yeah i mean i'm i'm without having experienced it and adam hates it when you do this but (laughs) that meow wolf thing yeah i know that was the second best that was not a best. But yeah. we can upgrade it yeah. if we want. <laughs> he said, what's the best of the best? Not no, I, the... I said what the best best was, and that was the best second best, and that's a best. Yeah, it's a best. It's In that case, thing. I agree. <laughs> John, you win. All right. Thank you. John wins. John's second best, which should have been his first best, is the best yeah. of the best. <laughs> I take back my hate to Adam. I hate your best. Yeah, I am also going cons- to like go back to saying I hate your best so that it gets demoted, yeah. and okay. your second best is... Much like um, Rogues One was, Rogues One. Rogues One is now the best Star Wars movie yes. because everything else is has uh, been demoted. Yeah, somehow. Muddied. Uh, sadly, <laughs> now uh, your second best is the best. All right, fair enough. Um, great way to start the year, guys. And I think I think next episode will continue our best discussions with music mm-hmm. right nick yes right um, well so, right adam right right john so right so look forward to that next week and until then that's the best.